Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Over the past two months, we've been going through the book, Essential Practices of Healthy Church Finances. And very interestingly, this book has been read more by business people. Yeah? So really, it's a, it was a book about organizational finance, and we learned a lot over the past two months. So in this month, as we close the year, we'll bring you stories uh, from students who have been at the School of Practical Business. And with us this morning, I want to introduce to you Gigi Murunji. Gigi, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris. And then C.D. Mia. Thank you, sir. They are going to tell us what they do, and then we'll go into very interesting stories. So, Gigi, tell us about you and what you do. So, my name is Gladys Morongi, but I'm commonly known as Gigi uh, by everyone, I think, calls me Gigi. Um, so, I run a business. It's called Agape Electricals and Electronics, and it's located in Tinder, and we've been at it since 2017, and I'm just happy to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Chris. My name is C.D. Mayer. I'm part of a team that runs Kozo Group. At Kozo Group, we inspire people to dream through real estate spaces that bring about smiles and happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I know you have many other businesses you're going to tell us about. So, friends, uh, I want you to inspire us today. Of you joined, first of all, Harvest Institute. Uh, I don't know which years you, 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 you graduated, uh, but you joined Harvest Institute and then you came to School of Practical Business. First of all, how has the journey been? Before that, you could give us some details about your business, what exactly you do in your business, then you can tell us your journey to date. Right, so at Agape Electricals and Electronics, we source and sell electrical products for homes and commercial properties. That, in a nutshell, is just that if you have a construction project going on, we give you the electronics part of it, all the way from wiring, you know, to having just lighting fittings into your house, just to help someone really understand the simple basics of what we do. Um, you asked us... How to, long have you been running the business? Okay. I, we started in 2017, and I've, I started not as a very inspired business person, Somehow I landed there, and here I am today because of grit and staying that journey, you know. So I'm grateful to God for who has helped me to, you know, stay up to this time. Um, I joined School of Leadership in 2018. Um, how I joined was because the person who was leading my MC then talked so passionately about School of Leadership. And I was just like, what's this thing? I'm just going to do it next year. So I signed up, and I did School of Leadership one year. And then uh, last year, I, you know, I joined School of Ministry. And this year, hey, I'm a third-time graduate of Harvest So you've Institute. done School of Leadership, School of Ministry, yes. and School of Practical Business. Yes, Isn't I Isn't that have. amazing? Wow. Wow, three years. Three whole years. All right, go ahead. Yes. Um, I think I'll just, you know, hand over to Sidi to also tell us how he joined School of Leadership right uh, now. Uh, Pastor Chris, I think I should have spoken before Gigi because she's <laughs> setting the tempo so high. But yes, um, 
I joined Harvest Institute in 2018. Uh, it was an awesome space. I joined because I wanted to become better. And I wanted to see how to improve my personal leadership. And I was introduced to so many leadership principles. I joined School of Practical Business last year in 2020. I, I happened to be have favor because I joined just after one class, but luckily enough, I was still allowed to join and catch up quick. Why I joined is because I like the term practical. And I'd learned of so many principles, and I've been reading books for a long time, and I was becoming fat with knowledge, but the practice. So when I saw School of Practical, I said, well, let me at least join. Maybe I'll get a chance to practice some of these things. All right. So what has the story been like? Uh, you joined this year. We started, this is our first year, and you joined in January 2011. Where were you? Just pick up some of the things that you really, that have really caught your eye and you've implemented and practiced, especially because we know that everyone has done something practical in the school. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Chris. So in the beginning, uh, yeah, I'm writing Genesis 1-1. Yeah, but not that. Uh, so, when I started as a business person, I started because I got a push from someone. My parents were very generous with my ideas. You know how you just trust that kid, but you don't know. Yeah, and I started my way trying, and there were not so many people in the beginning to hold my hand and, you know, show me the way that I needed to go. So, for almost the first three years of, of my business, I was just doing what I thought was right. I didn't have um, a direction. I didn't have a direction to follow. I didn't have anyone I was following. There was no one to teach me until finally now I joined School of Practical Business. And so I started learning about the principles of business leadership. And one of the things that really happened for me is the day I got to find out that business was such a very authentic um, what can I call it, uh, was such a very authentic thing, ministry. ministry to be a part of. You're not a thief. I'm not a thief. <laughs> I am impacting people, employing people, giving people livelihoods that they would never have had. And so I stopped thinking that I was stealing from people. And that really changed my mindset in where I wanted to go. So I felt that that thing was dealt with in my heart. First of all, I think it's my heart that changed. And it gave way for the other things that I've learned. For example, I also discovered that if anything ever happened to me as a person, for God forbid, but for example, if someone went away with my head to like those days, they would have gone with my business. I, everything was inside here, in the head. Like if someone wanted to find out about Agape, they had to call me. They had to look for you me. You are the woman with the keys. Yes. <laughs> All the keys, not just one key. And that changed for me because then I started trusting other people, believing in other people, giving other people responsibility. And so that has changed for me also. Yes. Right. You mentioned earlier that you, are, you, aren't you, are, you didn't have a registered business, but you are doing business. Tell us about that. I because that's actually, one of the things as a leader, you realize you have to let go of such uh, yes. things. Yes. Actually, I started out as a registered business, but as an individual trader. And then it only happened for me last year that I realized some people weren't giving me business because weren't a company limited. And they wanted to deal with someone who was going to be around for a long while. 
So I spoke with uh, my lawyer who helped me. We processed the papers. And then I turned into a company limited. And so when I did that, then I also started dreaming about big things. And I've realized now, now that we are, you know, when they tell you, get your tax clearance certificate. Yeah? So you feel like, I want to go to URA. Yeah, because I exist formally. Like, no one is wondering if I'm real or unreal. And so, yeah, that's one of the things too. All right, I'm going to shoot you another one. You talked about the fact that business is, 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 is something, it's a good ministry. Yeah. yeah? How, did, how had that affected your business? Because what, that came out very strongly in the class, I remember, that everyone thought that business is such a bad thing uh, people even are not advertising because business people are evil. Yeah. So about business being evil, so you know how most of your first clients when you start out are family and friends. So every time someone wants to buy something, you're like, oh my God, Pastor Eve is building. So let's just drop the prices for her because she's just the one you get. Eh? And then person after person and your business is not turning over the amounts it's supposed to because you're just feeling sorry for everyone because you feel like a thief. And so you're not growing. Fear to make profit even. Yes, fear to make profit. And so you're not growing because you think you're stealing from the people. And when it came to that part eh, where we had to do the one-page marketing plan, so you know you're making projections, financial projections for the year, how you're going to reach out to the customers, how you're going to advertise our biggest advertising platform is um, Facebook, that is Instagram. And so I found myself before, I would put out like one post and just be, oh, let's just wait and see what comes out of it. But now, I, like when we go and put the posts out there, we are waiting. We know that the people are coming. In fact, we are boosting the posts. Eh? I recently shared with you how I was shadow banned from, you know, social media because someone reported a post of ours. If, if you don't mind me interjecting, shadow band, you're speaking French, please. <laughs> like, you know, you put a post out there, but you can't boost it anymore because people have started seeing that you have potential out there. So they are clicking, reporting, they are reporting you. So they report you, you to, hey, Facebook. to Facebook. Yes. And yeah. So if you've never been shadow banned on social media, you need to advertise more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll come back and ask you some of the practical things in those stories. Sidi, uh, over to you. Wow, okay. Where was I before School of Practical Business? You, you know those people who, who go to church and you ask them, how was the church service? And you say, it was good. It was very good. Yeah. What did the pastor speak about? I don't remember, but it was good. And I think that's how I was before School of Practical Business in the sense that I, I've always been passionate about business. And I've read about business books discuss business principles with different friends and with different sectors and have been engaged maybe in different sectors here and there. So for me, it was out of a passion. But had I implemented some of the things that I knew, some of the things that I had discussed, some of the things that I had read about, I had not. And I used to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, yeah? And it's, it actually even became a song. I think I was even about to release an album, yeah? Wow. We're talking about the things that I'm going to do. I am going to do this, I'm going to do this. And so that was before School of Practical Business. So when I joined School of Practical Business, the, the assignments are made in such a way that you have to work on your business 
to be able to answer the questions. Because you're answering questions about your business. So one of the first things that I've been able to do was work on my business. Because we're used to working in my business, just depending on good vibes. Yeah? Just depending on good vibes, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we go, we go. That one is boring, we shall do it next time. We go, you go with the fun things. So when I started doing the assignments, one, I started working on my business, I had to see how to implement these things in my business, tailor-made to my business. I can just give an example. I um, been, been around some spaces for some time. I remember some years back when Pastor, Pastor Chris and Pastor Lynette were talking about how they threw a birthday party for their maid and what, and it was, yeah, that was awesome. And I was like, when I grow up, I'll also do that. <laughs> yeah, and then I heard about um, Apmo, I think, um, paying for, for school for their caretaker. And I was like, yeah, um, when I grow up, I'll also do that. And reality check came because over the years... And you had um, caretakers. And I, did you have caretakers? Yes, I did. But over the years, you're like, hey, I, I am growing up <laughs> and I've not done any of these things. But I remember one of the sessions in practical business when we were talking about teams and you had to come up with rhythms for your teams. And you had to write about what we are going to do for people. And for the first time, now I had to practice some of those things. And it's even very simple things that are not implemented. Like I remember one of our caretakers who's in charge of cleaning uh, different premises. We, I got a birthday cake. I mean, it was like 60K. But I wrote that we are going to celebrate every employee's birthday because I had to be accountable to my mentor. But shout out to my mentor. I have an, one of the best mentors around, Dr. Steven, Dr. Pastor yeah, Steven Mugabe. Dr. Yeah. Steve, we send you greetings. So, because that to be accountable, yes? No, I was just saying it's all practical business. Every student is attached to a mentor to support them through the journey. So he's celebrating his mentor, Dr. Steve. Yes, very awesome man. We've been very patient with that. <laughs> so I had to say, I'm, I said I'm going to celebrate every person's birthday. And I started seeing the difference. I remember we bought just a cake. I don't remember, was it, I think, 80K, just about 80,000. And this lady broke down and cried. Because she had never cut a cake in her life. And she was 26. And I noticed with, with your team, there's satisfaction that you can give them through salaries, but that's limited. But when you engage them, there's no limit. And I started seeing the morale. I started seeing the morale that, that these people started having. Yeah? For one of our people, there was an offer at um, Tinder Vocational Institute. There's so many things that are actually quite cheap and we could easily afford, yeah? So we took them for a short course. And he's so excited. Then people are beginning, we have now started training some of the people, now you have to learn how to drive. But these are thoughts that we had had and we knew the importance of these things, but we had never implemented. But through that process of being accountable to your mentor and writing about the things that you're going to do, we started seeing that. And now I've seen that morale boost up. Awesome. So what I hear, friends, is that, one, you did practical things. Yes. Yeah, you went out, you had learned a lot of things over the years, reading books, talking to friends, but you had not done anything practical because you had an accountability platform. Yeah? Gigi, you earlier talked about your accounts. Yeah. You want to share something? There's something oh practical that you God. did in, in that accounts. area. So, two years ago, I purchased an accounting system. And, you know, if we were just going by the tide, doing all what we thought we were, what we thought was right, putting in the accounts as we could, when we could. 
And then when I changed to a company limited, my accountant sat me down and said, these things are very easy. Just need to get someone, sit down. All they have to do is put in these things, put in the entries for that day, follow up payments. And what really stood out for me then, okay, when we got the system, we weren't tracking the money. Like at the end of the year, I would just click 31st December. How much money did we make this year? And then, I would, and then I would be so happy and yeah, go for Christmas in the village. So um, <laughs> when we started doing the course, I then realized, okay, I was concurrently doing coaching with Apmo, which was similar to what we were learning something in class, but at the same time doing with the coaching. So I went back, we set targets for maybe the quarter and how much money we wanted to make. I remember the first month we didn't hit it. I remember Apmo telling us, come with your what? With your sales of how much money you've made. I didn't make it. And I was just like, wow, so you can live with assumptions. And then he said, up the amount of money that you're paying yourself. Eh, I wanted to cry. And, you know, all those things. Then I said, I will do the profit, profit first principles. I will go to the bank open the accounts, I'll go get the Momo pay. Share a bit about the profit first. I know we talked about it here in the previous... Okay. Uh, but yeah. tell us there are some accounts that we opened that were mandatory. Let me just mention some for the welfare account, which has to do with salaries and maybe health benefits for the employer and employees. And then we opened up, uh, we have an account where we store the money that is not the profit, the one we invested in. So we also have a dollar account because we purchase goods in dollars. Yeah. We also have um, an account where we put money for just 20%, the 20%, ETC. We have seven, but ETC, all those accounts. So, and then we also opened up Momo Pay, Airtel Pay platforms. We got, I used to use my numbers for the business. I got phone numbers for Agape, so people don't have to ask me, why and then afterwards you eat the money. So, yeah, all those things. The like, money used to come to you? Yeah, money used to come to and me. Goes to, and for goes food. wherever it was going. But, yeah, some of those things. And then now, you know, you can, I can do star 165 right now, and I look at my Momo balance, and I'm happy that there's some money there that has nothing to do with me. It's business money. Yeah. That's one of the things that happen. All right. Uh, friends, as you hear these stories, kindly ask questions. Feel free to ask uh, our guests here. Some of the practical things they did, uh, whatever area you want, they will ha definitely have some answers for you. So we are waiting for those questions. Uh, Mr. Sidi, you earlier mentioned to me about, uh, you said, actually, School of Practical Business made you go backwards. Yeah? And we agreed that actually it's not backwards, but just share that story, what actually you meant and what is happening to you right now in your business. Good. So before School of Practical Business, we're, we're just running growth. We say we have to expand, we have to expand. And um, in one of our businesses, uh, which is mainly short-stay accommodation, we say our target is 20, we have to go to 20. Now we are 12, let's go to 13. Now when we came to School of Practical Business and we learned about your brand, your vision, and what's your mission? We realized that we had to scale back because we, so we had to grow yeah, and set the right foundations first because we're growing haphazardly and we're more like a commodity. There was nothing that separated us from any other person doing the same thing. 
So one, what happened is that we said, what separates us? What are going to be our key drivers? Or what will people see when they come to us? And we spread this to the whole team. And even my people, my, part of my team, started holding me to book. And they said, when, you said when people come here, they should be happy and they should smile. This thing doesn't make me smile. This one doesn't make... So we found we had to remodel so many things. And we had to stop yeah, and say, let's change everything to meet our vision. And then we can have our brand that is consistent across the board. So that we're just not a commodity. We're a brand. And when you come to us, there's this expectation that is even all through. And it's that cuts across through the way we talk, the way we speak, but also the things we buy. Then it was about business decisions of which is cheaper. That one is cheaper. Let's go with one that's cheaper. Now it's about which one will bring people more smiles and happiness. And that is the determining factor. No longer which is cheaper. So even if, if we can't afford it, we stop. until Because now there's the vision. The vision is driving us, our mission of where we want to be. And so we say, we'll only buy it if it can bring smiles and happiness. If it can't, we don't. Nice, interesting. I'm going to ask you guys to just tell us, give us some figures. Eh? Like, my profit increased, my staff, uh, my employees increased, and everything, like, everything related to practical things. I want people to get inspired and know that actually it works. But also, CD, <clears throat> you said that you, have, you run other businesses. And how has that affected your businesses? You shared with us how really you realize this thing is working here, I have to multiply it and take it to all my other businesses. Yes. So I, one of the businesses I run is uh, Antfit, which is um, we are passionate about building teams and building people using the power of play. And so we do a lot of team buildings and stimulative trainings. So the things that I learned from here, when we went back, we realized one, we are not banking the money. We said all the monies have to go to the bank. And then, we, so business money is not our money. So how do we separate that? And now we realize we have money to invest in a lot of activities, yeah, and trainings that can help companies become better. So, I would, and I will tell you, when it comes to anything team building, you will not find a company that has enough activities or props that we do, and we are constantly buying, yeah? And um, so even if it means now we want karaoke machine, want, how can we do formula, want stimulations, how can we do... Because we're just constantly growing, and we have also employed someone. Because we said we need systems, so let's have a person full-time for operations. And then we have presence on these other platforms. Now, like, when we do a training, it's now on Instagram, and there's someone dedicated to that. And the team has grown, and it's so as our trainings, just in terms of of figures for, for that company alone. Last year, uh, lockdown affected us, but last year things were bad. We had done about only 10 million due to a, a lockdown and uh, COVID. This year, irrespective of the lockdown, just with that business, we're on track to do 70. 70 million. 70 million shillings. That's uh, a multiple of seven. A multiple That's, of seven. Yeah. A multiple That's of seven. Growth, yeah. yeah. And it, this growth has mainly come towards the end. Because now we are more, you see, what we used to do was we used to just collect. Like when someone says, come, we go. Mm. But we are not reaching out. Now we are reaching out. Yeah? And other than the passion for operations, we've also got some, we're getting someone now for marketing. Because it's becoming overwhelming. 
because you've reached out, people are saying, send a proposal, come for this training, come for this. And just in a space of about four, five months, implementing the things that we have learned, that I'd learned, and trying to put them here, we're now seeing that growth. Yes. And when you share such stories, really, you, you think about the, the, why we do business. Yeah? You're growing. Uh, it can look like you're growing your profit, but then you're creating employment and you're serving other people. You're solving more problems as you do your business. Yeah? Gigi, some figures for us. All right. So when, when we started School of Practical Business, it was just me and the, my admin at Agape. But now I employ four people. We have, okay, me and then there's three other people. So we've times one and a half, yes. And um, for our turnover, for our income, by June, we hadn't really made much money. I don't even want to say it here. But that money, it knows itself. We have, between June and October this year, I think my business has done at times three. Wow. And when I say times three, it's not little money. Yes. I, I'm just protecting some people out there. <laughs> yeah. But it's times, times three. three. That's yes. yes, times yes, three. Yes. Times three. Right. And, yeah. mm. We have some questions here from our audience. Uh, Ivan Al's question was answered. They asked about the revenue since you joined Practical Business. Princess Quick is asking, how do you balance up all those accounts from one business? How do you balance up all those accounts from one business? That's going to you. Do you want to answer now? Um, I don't think it's a balance. I think it's just the principle, applying the money to the principle, just knowing that when money comes in, this is profit, and maybe this is what was investing in, and then taxing the profit towards the different percentages. Um, that, you know, Healthy Church Finances, that book we've been yes. doing, it has some good percentages you can borrow and try to play around with them to fit your business so that, you know, you can grow and have an offset yes. yes all right that's coming from uh, essential practice of healthy church finances yes. uh, you can type uh, princess if you want to know more about it, i can type on the group someone will, on the platform you're on someone will reach out to you uh, if you want to buy that book steven namanya is asking as a business founder how do you determine how much to pay yourself as a business founder how much do you determine to pay how, how, how do you determine how much to pay yourself cd you want to take a shot at that yeah, sure. Um, one, it's, first, first of all, how much is the business making? Yeah? I, I know for one of the businesses, I cannot pay myself more than 700000 Reason being that, so the thing with profit first is that it makes you understand your business. So what percentage goes into costs? Yeah? Then what percentage goes into supplies and all that? Yeah? So as a business owner then, yeah, I have to look at the revenues that we are getting, yeah, but also then see what is my, of what I am doing, yeah, what is the market value of what I'm doing. And at times you find that the business owes me money, yeah, because the business can only afford to for, give me an allowance of 700,000, yeah, but what I'm doing is worth 2 million shillings. So in the books, yeah, the business owes me. <laughs> The business owes me 1.3, yeah? And it's, as the business grows, that is drawn down, yeah? Right. Then for, for businesses where the revenue is good enough, yeah, then there's the market value. So if, if, if someone else came to do what you're doing, if you had to 
if I was to employ someone to do what I'm doing in this business, I would be paying them three million shillings. Yeah, so then the business should pay me three million. Awesome. Eric Sire is asking, how do you make the business work without your presence? This is a powerful question. I'm sure every business person wants an answer from this. How do you make your business work without your presence? One of the uh, principles that Pastor B3 taught us in School of Practical Business, shout out Pastor B3 in Ghana. Um, she said, some of us don't believe in our employees. We don't love them and we don't care about them. And so we think that it's about us. We are not thinking about the bigger picture. And for me, that hit hard and it went home. So I went and started releasing myself from some of the things. Of course, as you teach and train, you also uh, delegate some of the things. And, and that will show you that you then now, I need more employees because this one person I have is not able to fulfill all the tasks. They can't be the accountant, the admin, the what. Eh, no. So... It, you then start to see the need to employ other people and then give the tasks to them. Of course, you go through the hiring criterion for the kind of person you need, and when you have the right talent, you can then you know, assign those tasks comfortably. But you, we need to believe and love other people and then give them the tasks. So do you want to add something to that? How are you doing it? You're running two, three businesses. Yes. How are you doing so for it? me, it's, it's, it's a people development. Like, um, like DJ said, is that I've got to, it's getting to a point where my employees are holding me accountable and it gets frustrating. Because me, my, my, my growth is, we go, we go, we go, we go. And now people are saying, you say this is our vision. You say this where is what we're where, where are we going? We have not yet done this. So it's, and <laughs> so it's getting to that point where now, I'm, even when I'm not there, yeah, my employees, this is what we stand for. This is what we want to achieve. So if we are not doing what we stand for, we're letting go. I'll, I'll be honest, in, in one of our spaces, one of our employees said, we, we are not a, we're not Christians in this. We do not stand for integrity in this. Yeah? And they, they, bring, they bring me to book because now I've passed the vision. We've sat down to really identify our vision, our mission, why we're here, and I've given to the employees and empowered them. So then they even hold me to book. And I learned that from one of, one of our business visits when we went to see Unifright mm -hmm. and we met um, Auntie Jennifer and her team. And Auntie Jennifer was talking about how they have a beautiful office, three-story building. Is it three-story? Yes. And it was actually one of the employees that dreamt about yes, the office. Yes, yes. And it was one of the employees that actually got the architect to do the office. Yes. And it was then one of the employees who said, we need to stop dreaming and start stop building. Yeah. We need to, actually, you said, we need to stop praying. We need to stop praying, sorry. <laughs> yes, we need to stop praying and start doing. So I thought, if the employees can do that for our business, so I need to empower my employees to the point where they can carry that vision forward. Yes. That has reminded me about one of the things we do, uh, visits, business visits, and also the lectures that we have. And I want you to share... Uh, two different times. One, some of the visits that, because that visit was very, it was I think one of our first visits, and everyone was shocked that an employee can actually, the employee was responsible for putting up this structure. Someone you employ, you can imagine, was responsible. He said, stop praying, let us start building, you know? So what are some of those visits that made you dream, and what was that particular thing that you picked out of such things that you've implemented in your business? One As we wait for some more questions uh, from the audience. One of the uh, the, the turnaround points during the visits was to Yuri. 
uh, when we are visiting there. Here is Uganda Industrial Research Institute. Yes. Mm. And they have so many businesses in there that are actually, what can I say, like they are incubated. being incubated, um, taken care of in there until they can be up on their feet. One thing that I saw is, uh, I'll just go with Mega Milk, the company that we found there. And Mega Milk has been on the market for long. We are seeing it in supermarkets everywhere. Almost every supermarket, you can get a Mega Milk product. And they are still being incubated at URI. So URI gives them the platform to go manufacture and then sell. And they said that Mega Milk had purchased over, I think, was it 50 acres of land? And they were going to set up their factory and then move out and go and be on their own after that. So for me to see even a company as big as that being taken care of by the government of Uganda, I was very touched. And I know that uh, the government uh, wishes us well. It wishes us well. It wants us to prosper. Uh, for me to just see a big company inside Yuri, inside, I, 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 I know one of the things that I, I learned from that experience is sometimes we maybe want a big office space, uh, maybe you want a whole floor, and you know, you don't want to start from home. Maybe you don't want to start in a small shop. You want to go and maybe own the whole of worship of Isnalia, but you can't afford the rent. You can't afford the rent, and so just to see people come down and be humble, to be uh, taken care of by government until you know they can purchase 50 acres of land, yeah, that was really outstanding. Yes, I remember many people started to trust government with some of the projects they are doing to support businesses. That was very profound for us. Yes. That government has support. They give you technicians to help you start your business so that you can actually thrive. Yes, CD, as we close. Okay, uh, for, I'll, I'll choose two. I'll go back to, to Unifright, yes? And there's something uh, Jennifer Mujuke said when she said that her aim is that by the time her employees are leaving her, it's not to get another job. She wants to empower her employees, whereby if they leave, it's to start another business. And we could see it with, like the story we've shared of how the employee dreamt of the story. So for me it was, how am I empowering my employees? Yeah, and can they actually dream for me? Can the employees dream on behalf of me for my business and even come up with bigger dreams? Then the second was Razio Data Center. It just taught me about thinking big, yeah? Because they're doing things at a whole nother level. There are uh, three tier, everything is times three, times three. And I was just thinking, how, how can I dream as big? Yeah? And still goes back to um, the employee en engagement because the gentleman who took us through the business, you could think owned the business. Yes. He was so passionate about the business and he had so much knowledge about the business. And I started thinking, do my people have the same knowledge about my business and are they as passionate about my business? Great. As you think about your best lecture, uh, I just want to, to, to uh, invite people to enroll. If you want to enroll for Harvest Institute, the School of Leadership, which is year one, and then School of Ministry or School of Practical Business, you can go to theharvestinstitute.org and uh, you click on the enroll button. Theharvestinstitute.org is the website. Theharvestinstitute.org and then you click on the enroll button. So as we close and wind up, what has been your greatest lecture there in the whole year of your learning? Yeah, my greatest lecture was... Okay, I don't want to say lecture, but lesson. Okay, okay. my greatest yeah. lesson was from a lecture by Dr. Magara. 
and he talked about having sons for the business and you know dreaming big and thinking big and he taught us about the character of God and how in the beginning God wanted for us to have dominion he didn't want us to be small even even in our thinking that we are thinking big sometimes we are thinking countries what but just thinking about the nations and how nations have sons and how sons carry forth the dreams of their fathers and so i started to think i need to have sons i need to reproduce sons i need to have people Af- okay maybe just in a nutshell maybe to have like the lifetime of colgate over sorts where people colgate is being sold and i don't even know that guy that founded colgate i never met him i just brush my teeth every day so that's the kind of dream I left with that day and it's something that I've been leaning towards since that day growing my business. Right. It's it's hard to choose one because I the, all the lectures have had something to learn and I feel like I've, I've even just begun implementing maybe only 10% and there's a lot more to do. But I would choose uh, Dr. Grace Munua's session when he talked about Called him Doctor, yeah, Doctor Grace, <laughs> Director's Grace session, um, where he talked about the business modeling canvas. And for me, the business modeling canvas was one page that completely summarized our business systems and strategy. It helped me identify why are we using this channel to market, and then what approach are we using to treat our customers, and then who are our customers, what is our ideal target market, and it was all summarized in one document, yeah? And just that one document, I remember, gave us headaches as some of us were trying to fill it in. And it's something that we keep on going to, 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 to revive to, and also keep us accountable. So I think it was the lecture on the business modeling canvas. All right, friends, we could sit here the whole day and share stories, but I want us to celebrate Gigi and uh, CD for coming here to share their stories with us. Thank you so much. And we are going to bring you so many stories for this whole month of November. So please stay tuned uh, here at Business Garage every Sunday at 7 a.m. And friends, as we close uh, this session, business is a godly thing. Yeah, business is a godly thing. And guess who gives us the power to get wealth? It's God. So I want to invite anyone out there, maybe someone shared the link with you or you've not given your life to Christ yet. I want to invite you to a life of significance. Uh, to come into this family of Christ so that you can do business with godly principles because it's his calling, it's a good thing to do, yeah? So if you're out there and uh, you've never given your life to Christ, I want you to say this prayer with me, yeah? Uh, Dear Lord, this morning I want to surrender my life to you. I want to make you and declare that you're my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. Use me in all ways that you want. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if you've just said that prayer, uh, you've just joined the family of Christ, uh, call the numbers on the screen, 0775-642-449, 0775-642-449, and someone at the end of that line will, will tell you what to do next uh, as you've joined this family. Yeah? So friends, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, stay tuned for 9 o'clock. There is service at 9 o'clock, garage, uh, and another one at 11.15. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for joining us again. Thank 
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.